From Calvary Church of Santa Ana, this is the Calvary Life Podcast, the show where we share stories, laugh together, and have discussions about faith, life, and God with people from Calvary Church. Here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. Welcome to the Calvary Life Podcast. This is Eric P. Wakeling. (laughs) And Matt C. Doan. Yeah, that's right. Calvin. Yep. Middle name, Paul. That's right. Where's that from? Is that... Uh, named after anybody in particular? Uh, there's a guy that wrote a lot of the New Testament. <laughs> <laughs> Name Peter. Yes, exactly. Uh, no, I think it actually is like biblical in mm-hmm. that way. It was like trying to get a Bible name in there. Huh, squeeze it in. Squeeze it in. You got Matthew and Calvin. Yeah. Do you think that's why you're so reformed? <laughs> <laughs> It's your middle name. Our listeners who don't know, this is a constant <laughs> joke amongst Eric and I is my reformed tendencies. Tendencies. I don't think you're full on. No, I'm like a 4.1. Yeah, maybe 3.9. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's probably why. No, uh, yeah. I, I know I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea. Have you read Calvin Calvin's from? Institutes in full unabridged editions? <laughs> I am. I have not. Has anyone? No, just kidding. I have not. Uh, have you read any of Calvin's work? I have. Okay. I was mm-hmm. going to say, I was just getting ready to make fun of you <laughs> if you hadn't, and you're like reformed. Uh, well, I actually, sometimes <laughs> it's kind of a little bit nerve wracking telling people you're a pastor for several reasons, right? Uh-huh. Right. Uh, one of them is people have some judgments or thoughts about what a pastor is if you just kind of meet somebody out in the world. But I actually had a conversation with a homeless guy yesterday oh. who knew the scriptures and he kept asking me these really technical questions and then asking me and I'm like, uh, I don't know. I've thought about like that. And (laughs) part of it was his phrasing of the questions wasn't super clear. Yeah. yeah. But, um, kept saying, well, you're the pastor. You're the studied one. I'm like, Oh boy. Especially if they're putting it on you hard like that. Oh man. You've been in those situations before. I definitely have. Yes. Mm. Yes. So, uh, even yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) So speaking of questions, yes, today we get to turn the tables a little bit. Usually you're leading out in our podcast. I'm your faithful assistant, but today I'm taking control and we're going to talk about a brand new book that has just basically exploded on the landscape (laughs) of (laughs) the literary genre. Amazon's talking about it. Mm-hmm. Social media is talking about it. That's right. Certainly the people of Calvary Church are talking about it. The internet. <laughs> what am I referring to? God joy. Yes. God joy. Finding freedom from guilt and strength in suffering. Mm-hmm. And it's by our own Eric P. Wakeling with a Ford from Jim Burns. That's right. How'd you get that? Well, I asked him to do it and he did it. So I don't know if, if people don't know. So Jim Burns runs something called Homeward. And he does a lot. He has like a radio show still these mm-hmm. days. And like people call in and stuff. It's all about parenting, marriage, that kind of stuff. And so um, he's written, I mean, he's written like, I don't know, 40 books or something crazy, like on youth ministry and then on parenting, marriage stuff. And, um, but I was his kid's youth pastor. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I was the youth pastor to his three girls. So, mm-hmm. um, so obviously then through that struck up a relationship, he was you know, then he was sort of like the youth ministry expert, the guru, the, the guru like right? The, he, and his kids are in your youth group. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't. <laughs> people might think like, "Oh, wow, that that must have been really nice and easy." It was like it was terrifying yeah, at first. Absolutely. You know, thinking like he's just looking at what I'm doing. Like, what's this idiot doing? And I was real young yeah. too. I mean, I was, I was like 21 to 24 right. or something crazy young like that. Yeah. And uh, when his kids were in my group, mm-hmm. and so I was just you know figuring it out. But it ended up being that. I mean, what better mentor to have yeah. with you? Yeah. And so he helped me a ton. And then we've just been in touch. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's, he, he spoke at your installation here at Calvary. Yes. And he performed my mom's memorial service. Yes, so he's like right. very I forgot about that. Yeah. He's yeah. like very just connected to our family. So, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. So a pretty special guy. Yes. Personally. And then kind of just as a kind of a, I guess, a pastor to pastors. Yeah. To write the forward of this book. Yeah. You think he read it? <laughs> well, it's funny because I was wondering, like, I was actually wondering that when I, because um, I sent him the manuscript before sure. it was done, obviously, and yeah. and then uh, asked him to write the forward. He said he would, and then it was good. Like, he actually didn't get back to me. Like, if he had written it, like, and got back to me the next day or something, sure. that would have been bad. It was like two weeks, which was, seemed like kind of appropriate, right? Right. <laughs> but and then in the forward, he kind of like mentioned certain parts. So I thought 
he could have done the thing where you like flip a little bit, <laughs> read apart. No, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's great. No, no, no Jim, we're not I, questioning your integrity. No, no, we knew you read it. I'm sure and, you read it. Yes. Uh, and it was a really wonderful forward too. Very personal for you guys. You um, read it, huh, Don? I've read it. I've read yes. God Joy. It only took me a couple days too. So nice. I love this book. Mm. I really do. I'm um, being authentic. I know we tease each other a lot. Yeah, on this, but this was this was a great book. This is a book that I think people in our church need to read, and people outside the walls of Calvary need to read. And even I think the skeptic could read and 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 even have a different. Hmm. I think a, a growing impression of who God is. And so tell me about like, I, I know I'm you're supposed to interview me. I'm sorry. I'm going to ask you a question, <laughs> but like Off that's the rails at three yeah. minutes, 12 seconds. <laughs> exactly. What else is new? Um, but you, that's interesting that you say that because about the thing about the skeptic, because I think I was writing to the Christian. I mean, yeah, I, like, yeah. like the intent it was writing to the Christian, Absolutely. but it would make me actually pretty happy. What you're saying would make me, filled with joy yep. um, <laughs> yeah no but like yeah if it just because it was like real like willing to talk about the hard yep. things of life yep and okay yeah so you see a book on joy and you're yeah. thinking maybe the skeptic could think oh this is like a ned flanders type book like yeah. you know what just be happy and when, yeah. when anything happens just put on that happy face yep and that's not what this book is about this yep. book is about even as kind of the the subtext says it's going from guilt uh, and finding joy from guilt and yeah. then also strength in suffering. So yeah. guilt and suffering, those are pretty heavy topics. Exactly. Um, I'm glad you didn't name the book Guilt and Suffering. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but even the beauty of finding joy in those things. And I think the skeptic would be pleasantly surprised, I'm guessing, hoping mm-hmm. as they read through this, that of, oh, wow, God is a lot more deep and and walking with him is not just happy, happy flowers, mm. um, unicorns, that type of thing. So anyways, that's exciting yeah, that's um, cool. to see who will get this book, who, who, whose mm-hmm. hands this will get in. And I think that's the hope of any author, right? Is mm-hmm. that this book can go beyond what I could, who I can get in front of. Yeah. Um, but tell us about the process of writing a book. I know a lot of people think like, oh, maybe one day I'll write a book, but like right. no one ever does. Like, <laughs> right. how did you sit down to do this? When did you even get the idea of God joy? Was it even from a guy like Jim who's written books and you've kind of looked up to, or mm-hmm. I don't know, tell us about that process. Yeah, I've always felt like I want, I, I, I had that feeling you're talking about. Like I've always wanted to write a book. I've always, mm. I've always enjoyed the process of writing. Hmm enough that I would want to do it. I mean, remember like all of us back in the early two thousands, like our blogs <laughs> and I, you know, just kind of exploring things and writing about stuff. Yeah. Like I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed putting the, things out there. I enjoyed putting things out there. And then I was just like, Hmm, maybe I can just actually try, but it's sort of like, uh, I, I almost relate it to, um, getting a tattoo. Like I would be willing to get a tattoo, but I haven't had anything I would want enough to get tattooed on me. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like writing a book was like, I would write, write a book, but I didn't know if there was anything I would write, want to write about enough to actually write a whole actually book. Actually sit down and do this discipline, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, um, it's, uh, even when you think of, cause like, what's the difference between an article that you would read in Christianity today or in a newspaper, or there's like an online periodical kind of thing. Yeah. Like, you know, I could write an article about joy, but why do I want to write a book? Right. And it was when, so, so this thing actually like originated of this whole idea originated from B, my wife. Uh-huh. Um, if, uh, she's always been moved by the, the second half of Nehemiah eight ten that says that, that says that famous line of do not be grieved for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And that's been kind of a, a line of hers that's gotten th- her through a lot of hard things in her life. And yeah, there's, yeah. Talk about this in the book. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I talk about, there's a, there's a, speaking of tattoos, there's actually a chapter called my wife's tattoo. Mm-hmm. That's cause her, she has one of it in Hebrew of, it says the joy of the Lord is my strength in on her arm. And it, and it really is just an interview of her talking about her life, which is intensely hard. I don't want to tell all the stories necessarily. I won't be able to be able to read it, but I mean, her parents died. She's adopted. She went through some abuse. She, um, had to get herself ready for school as like a six year old. And that was walk to school. That particular part was hitting me because I have a six year old right now. I'm thinking of little B basically surviving a lot on her own. Yeah. Yeah. Just on her own, waking up, getting dressed, making breakfast, making her lunch, walking to school, six years old. I mean, imagine that. So she has every reason to say, like, I should be depressed or I should be like, I I should be owed something like the world owes me. Mm -hmm. And she 
she never sort of had that defeatist sort of attitude. Mm. She doesn't judge people that are, I'm, I'm not saying don't be depressed. We have to deal with that in the proper way. But for her, it was this joy from God that strengthened her. She genuinely believed that it was a joy from God that strengthened her through those mm. hard things. And so we would always have this thing where, okay, she would have that and she'd be serious. And then as the, as the faithful listeners to the podcast would know, I kind of like to mess <laughs> around a little bit. So I would always say, you know, that's B's life versus Nehemiah eight ten B and my life the verse is the first part that says eat the fat and drink the sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to eat steak, you know, right. whatever. So, um, and so we joke around about that and then it, like anything, you might joke around about something and then it starts to kind of mm. like, it starts to creep into the inner recesses of your mind in a serious way. And it was just mulling about. So I was thinking about it a ton. And as I was thinking about that, I decided to do a little like, a little look in like, okay. Mm -hmm. Cause I'd always, it's kind of like a bumper sticker verse or it's mm -hmm. like a Hobby Lobby verse, right? right? Joy right. the Lord is your strength. It's like literally up in our house in a chalk drawing, yeah. like one of those chalk things, chalkboard things. What does it really mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What does this really mean? It's just like a, it feels trite. It's a greeting card. And so what, what's the depth of it? So I was trying to look into it a little bit. And as I did, I was like, Whoa, this story's crazy. You know? And as I've told it a couple times in church, but of how they come back from exile and they're all, people of Israel are just listening to the Bible, just being read yeah. for like six hours or whatever. And then they just start crying. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's kind of wild. Right. And then the, the, the response of the priest is don't cry. And you're okay. Wait, that also seems weird. Like why do they not want them to sort of be moved by that in whatever way they were. But the more I sort of dug in is I, I feel like that is because they were far from God mm. And this, this sense of crying was, was a sense of conviction of guilt yeah. that moved them towards God. And then, and then I was like, whoa, wait a minute, this, this word, as I did like a little language work, cause I'd been, I was taking Hebrew, like right. at the time I was taking, he, I was taking Hebrew cause I started working on this like five years ago probably. Yeah. And then I saw that this was a different word for joy than the main word for joy everywhere. And I was like, mm. oh, that's interesting too. And then I, how do you say it again? Then we talk about that in the book, but yeah, it's Hedva. Yeah. Hedva. You gotta get the Hedva. Yeah. The, the church will be taught this word in a couple of weeks. Right. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. And then that Hedva is only in the Bible twice and both times it's paired with strength. Yeah. And so then I dug into that and I'll, I'll get into, and the book gets into more of like what then resulted from that study. But it was like, whoa, I felt like that brief moment in time where I felt, or these occasional moments in time where you're like, Oh, I think I actually kind of discovered a little something that's mm -hmm. a nugget for mm -hmm. people, you know? And it wasn't just something I read in a commentary or yeah. I got from somebody else. Oh, this has like some, some depth to it. Right. Yeah. And that it can like, it can, this, there's something in here that if it's, if we need this it's strength, more than an article, even right? Yeah, like you can yeah. kind of mine this. Yeah. Yeah. You can mine this with guilt, with strength, with mm -hmm. all this that we need and, and strength and suffering. Um, so anyway, that's kind of the, that's how I got like actually writing. Right now, everyone <clears throat> still though, you sort of had the motivation. Okay. I have something I want to get out of me. Um, yeah. How did you like literally sit down I know, huh? and knock this out? Yeah. I had, I'd written a few chapters and then I'd let it sit for months hmm. and just didn't do anything with it. And then it was cool. Like I got a little bit even inspired by Josh Wathen. Yeah. Um, so Josh Wathen, our worship pastor, who uh, who has led the the team's project even of a few songs that go along with right. with this um, book an album called Joy and he, you know he does enjoy writing his own music and um, and I was like oh you know what and I was kind of wanting to like connect with Josh more too is like when you first come to staff <laughs> and just wanted to connect with him and sure. and then I was like hey let's do this thing let's go let's go on a writing retreat. So him and I went for like four days hmm. and some folks that were part of our church, let us use a condo up in big bear. And we went and for four days he was working on writing music and I was working on cranking out chapters of this book. Like next, like right next to each other, like sitting on the couch. Let's just say this <laughs> condo was extremely nicer okay. than one we would be able to afford. <laughs> and it had like four bedrooms. And so we almost each had a, we each had like a bedroom for sleeping a in and a bedroom for working in. <laughs> nice, yeah. Nice. yeah. And then there was still the living room and the, all that. Right. So anyway, yeah, we had definitely had uh, plenty of our own space. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just, I mean, eight hours a day, just cranking out typing, wow. you know, and then him, him and I would have meals together and hang out and share stuff with each other. And so I got probably half the book done just during that trip. Wow. Yeah. Just, just going hard. That's like the opposite of writer's block. That's like 
writer's yeah. dump, right? Like yeah, you just, yeah. it was flowing out of you. It was. And the cool part was I, what I'd done was sort of, I'd already done a couple chapters and I'd done the hard work of like the outline, mm-hmm. you know, there's sort of this, this work of, of, of figuring out what the structure is like, Oh, I want a chapter on this. I want a chapter on that. I've already, I've got a couple thoughts here already on that and this, and then it's just like, go. So mm-hmm. I'd done some like pre-research. So I was trying to not, I was trying to write without going online. Mm-hmm. Like don't look stuff up, yeah. just write. Yeah. And just, and don't care about typos and don't care about, mm-hmm. um, don't even care if the sentences are great, just flow, yeah. just let it flow. Get the content. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then there's like so much editing then mm-hmm. afterwards. And then kind of through COVID, I started just like, okay, you know, here and there I'd sit down for a couple hours and crank out a chapter. Mm. <laughs> and what's cool about something that takes that long is I was like, I'd be in the shower or I'd be on a run or something, yeah. you know, and then a thought would come to me yeah. and then I would, uh, go at it. Not yeah. when I was in the shower, but I wouldn't text myself, but, uh, <laughs> you know, a lot of times I would like just text myself or email myself ideas yeah, and then that's great. And then it like, I remember it was like on some run or some time where it was the whole thing of the prodigal son story connection to it came in and I was like, I can't believe this was years after starting the project. Mm. Well, after the, um, writing retreat mm. that all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute. They kill the fattened calf. That's yeah. eat the fat. Like, yeah. <laughs> and like how oh, cool, cool that is where yeah. the fattened calf is eating the fat and having a party and celebrating mm-hmm. and celebrating forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Right. So anyway, that that's was great. That. So yeah, really, I mean, the answer is this is a, a five-year project, but it's really a life project. Right. right? <laughs> yeah. I do tell a lot of my it's life. Stemming from your life, from <laughs> even your life with B and, and her life too. And, mm-hmm. and, but then it's kind of encouraging to think, yeah, but then I had to sit down and <laughs> literally yeah. start putting it together yeah. and then let it marinate over yeah. time. Yeah. Was it hard to go, okay, I think I'm done. Or was it like this moment of like, well, maybe a little bit more. I know it really, really was hard. Huh. It was really hard to say I'm done because I felt like, ah, cause I definitely could have made it longer. Uh huh. Like there's a few chapters that are pretty short and I was just like, you know what? I think it's okay that they're short. Yeah. And I could have fleshed them out, but I think it would have just been like, adding, I don't know, it wouldn't have been, fl- not adding fluff, but it just would have, I think I kept it tight enough that yep. it's like an easy read. Yeah. Um, and I did want it to be, this is a book that's like intended to be, it's not a memoir. Like, it's not like my life story, yeah. but you do, you will know me and my story right. so much like more if you read this book than yeah. maybe you had before. I mean, the longtime member of Calvary has probably heard a lot of these stories <laughs> at some point. Sermons yeah, yeah, they're like, I mean, the, <laughs> the big moments of yeah. your life are told in sermons. But yeah, but I think people kind of forget that stuff, too, at yeah. the same time. And it's yeah, kind of I felt like yeah. as your friend colleague for the last 21 years, I got yeah. to know you better. Oh, that's cool. Which yeah. is, was kind of a neat byproduct of the book. Yeah, that's neat. Was there a story that you're like, I'm not sure I want to include this or maybe I got to run it by somebody. Well, or... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's funny. Cause it's like, there's, there's the party story at my house. Like yeah. that's, I mean, that's high school. So it's just like kind of, you know, high school's high school sure. at some level. Is so enough distance in between there? Yeah, yeah. When you're in your late forties and you're looking back on high school, it's funny like telling, cause I told the party at my house story in church yesterday yes. and, uh, with my 14 year old daughter sitting right. in the crowd. That's a little different uh, <laughs> way to tell it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that story's always been like, that story has been like a money story for me at like, camp, like youth <laughs> camps and stuff, you know, that thing, like yeah. it works at youth camps and all that. So yeah. it's like, I know that it's actually a, good story for connecting with younger people but and it's actually i think even a lot of other people were thinking like oh you know that's that's crazy i just i didn't realize that like now the story if you haven't read it yet involves your dad and kind of being confronted and his pain of that but has he read has he read that or commented on it yet he so he hasn't okay he hasn't i I didn't give him an advanced copy of it yet. Okay, and I'll be curious to know. That'll be on a separate podcast I know, episode. I know, but he's heard me tell that story before. Sure. Um, so he lived what, it. <laughs> what was funny? Well, he did live it, but I remember it was like super early on in in my ministry, like when I was still at at Ocean Hills, which is the church mm-hmm. I worked at previously here to Calvary, and I've been at Calvary for twenty one years, so it was yeah. a long time ago. And I was speaking at a. Um, I remember. I think I was only like twenty one or something, mm-hmm. and I was speaking at a school chapel. And I was telling my testimony Mm. and I didn't even know, but all of a sudden in, as I'm starting, I see my dad walk in the Mm. back and like sit in the pews at this like school's chapel. And I'm like, oh man, (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm like, here we go. Okay, yeah. dad. Well, the stuff you didn't know. And then, right. and then interestingly enough, even talking to him afterwards, he was like, mm, I pretty much knew all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally. So yeah, but, that story, there's some personal, there's some like, yeah, the story of you really confessing sin, guilt yeah, yeah, and yeah. before your youth group and mm-hmm. some of this will make content, will will make more sense as you read it. Uh, mm-hmm. And I hope everyone's going to read it. This is a, this would be a beneficial book for you. I really mm. believe so. But uh, you. yeah, you stamp in front of your youth group. I've been living a lie the last year. Yeah. And that was kind of hit me at one of the ways I think I've even made some connect some dots and reading this was you're a pretty authentic person in, hmm. in the book kind of lays that out. Like, Hey, here's for good and for bad. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> here's some <laughs> stories of my life, <laughs> but even as a high schooler getting them from your group and being like, I got this deal, I got to yep. change yep. and I need help. And yep. that was powerful to hear mm. that. And and, you know, it's like now as a pastor, as a youth pastor, like as we, we once were, yeah, <laughs> we would have been stoked if a kid oh, yeah. stood up and interrupted the night because he right. wants to confess sin and right. get right with the Lord. And yeah. you're like, oh, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. But then you feel nervous to do that as the kid, but mm-hmm. you don't realize like, you know, hey, like, and that was the cool thing was all those people in that story that I was pretty nervous to just get up in front of everybody in my yeah. youth group and just confess that I'd been doing a bunch of bad stuff. They... Mm-hmm. They just loved me. Mm. You know, they just yeah. celebrated. They, they, man, I don't even know if I say it this way in the book. It's funny. It's, this is why you don't want to finish your book. Yeah. Cause you think of things and you're like, they, they ate the fat and drank the sweet with yeah. me. They Whoa. celebrated with me. That's cool. For my forgiveness moment, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, even though we weren't eating, we were probably eating some crappy pizza. And <laughs> yep, some, yeah, that's some fake typical Dr. winter retreat. Some yeah. like off brand Dr. Pepper or yes. something. <laughs> Dr. Skipper, Dr. Skipper. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah and I think good. some of the serious stories though are harder. I think like yeah. our miscarriage story that yeah. I tell in there, which yeah. is really hard. And then some of even B's stories, yeah. as we've already mentioned, right. is hard. And so like a lot of good conversations for both those stories yeah. between us of like, okay, is this okay to to put in here? You know, yeah. this is this is our like real raw, yeah. hard stuff in our life. I actually know? had... Um, I'm getting a little emotional on this too, mm-hmm. but um, we have a daughter that's the same age as the miscarriage that you had mm-hmm. and be through a shower for Marie. Mm. And I didn't even, you know, when you're in the moment, you don't really get it. Yeah. And I got it. I was reading this book. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I appreciate your authenticity in this mm. as, as raw as it must feel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's good. I think that's as readers, we feel like we're walking with you in this. We're not being told mm. stuff. Yeah. We're, we're walking through this journey together. So it's yeah. super powerful. Thanks man. Yeah. Um, those, those kids that are juniors yeah. now yeah. as, as your daughter is like, right. I see those kids and like, especially those girls, there's a yeah. group of girls that yeah. uh, your daughter included that I know like all those kids really well. And I remember, like I said, in the book, I remember yeah. watching them at the, the school Christmas mm-hmm. programs just crying because I wish that my kid was. Up. Yeah. 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 I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. even in those kind of really, really hard things, though, is like the point as we talk through it is like in a genuine real way, the joy of the Lord will strengthen you in the Absolutely. midst of that, you know? Absolutely. And, and you can celebrate like you're stoked. Like, there's no part of me that says, I don't want you right. to have joy in yeah. your children yeah. or something. There's yeah. this like weird gross way that we can get like, Oh, I have a loss and like, I'm not, I'm not wanting you to have to have loss. Right. I want to be, so how can we get ourselves to the point though, of dealt with our stuff well enough that we can celebrate. Yep. That's the whole point. You know? Yeah. For sure. Anyway, it doesn't make light of suffering either. Yeah. So So that, that was a powerful story. Um, reading that again and reading it afresh kind of with some dots connecting in my Mm -hmm. own mind. Um, Mm -hmm. And I want to get into a couple more concepts. So the idea of you talk about guilt versus shame. Yes. And you talk about the idea that guilt can be good because it yeah. leads to conviction, repentance. Shame, though, you kind of qualified as it's not something that ever is good. Can yeah. you kind of un- help us unpack a little bit what's yeah. the difference between guilt and shame? Yeah, I think the primary difference between guilt and shame, shame is put on you by people. Mm-hmm. So let's say like an abusive father or something shames you. Um, so shame is put on you. Whereas um, uh, shame also says you're bad. Right. Whereas guilt says 
that I did something bad or the thing I mm -hmm. did was bad. Mm -hmm. You know, I made a bad choice mm -hmm. is guilt. Shame says you're a bad person, right? You inherently are, are bad because you did that, you know? And so I think that's the difference. Like, even as I told that story about lying to my dad and I say, like, I felt guilty for that because I was guilty. Yeah. Like I did something wrong. Right. You know, that's where I, I think I almost got distracted in my talk yesterday because I was starting to talk about how we've pendulum swinged because I think we are so far towards um, putting shame on people maybe like mm -hmm. a couple decades ago or a few decades ago. And then we like have wanted to have like freedom from that kind of shame. Right. And so we pendulumed over to like permissiveness. You know, and that it doesn't matter. Like, oh, don't feel bad for anything you do. Yeah. And that feels that's wrong, too. So, yeah. like, yeah, you should feel guilty if you yeah. walk up to somebody and <laughs> slap them in the face, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or you punch somebody in the face or you say something really cruel to someone or you're an abusive person. You should feel guilty. You right. did something bad. You are not irredeemable, though. Yeah. God, like there is great hope for you, for even the bad, the person that we would call the bad guy. Yep. Um, Cause there shouldn't be anybody that is just that. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. how I differentiate guilt yeah, and shame. That, I think that was super helpful. I've never heard, heard it quite described like that, but it is, that's the idea that guilt behavior induced. Yeah. Shame is identity in a sense, right? Yeah. 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 So yeah, we yeah, shut off, yeah. we, we reject shame. Yeah. <laughs> but in, like you're saying, we kind of embrace guilt mm -hmm. if it leads to what yes exactly because guilt should lead us to repentance yeah. which leads us to forgiveness yes which should be joy yeah you know because yeah like also guilt if you're sitting there saying like i did something bad and then just the next day you're like i did something bad i did something bad and you just sit in that that's like that what's that word, the crippled with guilt or yep. whatever so you've been crippled by guilt at that point because mm -hmm. you're just sitting in guilt you have to be able to get to that stage then of being able to say, okay, Lord, I repent. Like yeah. I confess this sin before you. And I'm talking even as a believer, I'm not saying like just first, yeah. like the first time you mm -hmm. confess your sins and become a follower of Jesus. Like I'm, it's just, we need to be able to, to get that out and to be able to confess that to the Lord. And that leads to that ongoing forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think there's like some sort of, I always struggle with like describing it but there's some sort of difference between this like eternal forgiveness that we have, like salvation kind yeah. of forgiveness. And then the like ongoing, the need to confess. Yeah. So restored right? into relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is always a hard thing to explain because you always feel like you're slipping into heresy or something. As you right. say it's like it. explaining the Trinity or something, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I'm going to say it wrong. Yeah. Huh. Uh, but yeah, that's a key concept in the book mm -hmm. is that, yeah, we were to feel guilt, but that leads to conviction that leads to cleansing, as you say, yes, yes. forgiveness, yes. a lot different than shame. I think that's helpful for us to understand the difference yeah. of that other big concept that was hitting me and probably other people have different things that stick out to them, but is the idea of suffering and joy. And those aren't two words. And we mentioned the skeptic who maybe would be kind of yeah. surprised by that, but you even go as far to say like, even sign up for some suffering because <laughs> signing up for some suffering can produce joy. And you mentioned, yeah. you know, get involved with triathlons, how grace invited you this first one, you hated it or it was super <laughs> tough, but That's then right. there was something about it that led to joy. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. Tell us more about that. Yeah. Because it's, it's an inherently true thing that when we go through something hard, we build our resolve right? Like we, we, we build strength as we do hard things. And, we, and that might include suffering. I think we grow in times of suffering, even in times like there's a lot of talk about like silence, like where we don't sense that God is near. And often that's like a period of great growth in our faith. Um, sometimes it can go sideways, but like in our suffering, we, we do tend to grow. Like we, um, we become stronger through it. We don't, like we don't want to invite the emotional suffering into our life. Mm -hmm. But if, so if that principle is true, then let's like take that then into a way we can develop our resolve. So um, absolutely it's true in training for like a sporting event that you are, you are suffering to gain strength, yeah. right? So it's like even the thing of right, like weightlifting doesn't, what it does is it tears your muscles. Right. And when they tear, 
that tearing when you get that good burn that's like your muscles i think tearing in some way in like a easy way um or a soft like not like an injury way but it's tearing in some way that then it heals and then it becomes big that's how you get big biceps like i have i mean (laughs) my arms are weak i used to joke with grace because uh she ran cross country and she always couldn't like pick stuff up so i called her cross country arms like you know it's like you don't really work your arms out when you do cross country i'm i'm pretty much that though you know my freshman year of high school i was just telling my son this yeah i could only bench the bar so like you wouldn't even put weight on it. i think the bar weighs 45 pounds yeah, and i was so like <laughs> that's so funny yeah. but yeah so that whole thing yeah that's what i was saying is like you invite suffering yeah. like when you do sports so like i for me this whole triathlon training thing is like good because it's like builds my my resolve. It, it builds my discipline. Mm-hmm. And then that leads you into another word, which is spiritual discipline. Yeah. So in the book, you connect spiritual discipline, suffering and joy. Yes, exactly. Because that's what spiritual disciplines, reading, reading scriptures, prayer, silence, solitude, fasting, Um, practicing Sabbath, there's a ton, like, you know, tons of different types of prayer, disciplines, whatever. But those sorts of things, um, those are disciplines that will, in that same way that going for your jog or going to the gym and lifting weights, that's um, building your strength. So that's what practicing the spiritual disciplines builds that strength, builds that resolve. Mm -hmm. And then, and I think then, I don't know about you, but when I feel that sense of like, I don't know, as I've done training, I feel more joyful as I do the things that, you know, I think this is a key concept too, Mm -hmm. when it comes to disciplines, because I think many of us, and I include myself in this, I'm not just saying this is a pastoral trick. Like this is true. Yeah. Um, we think, oh, we only need to approach a discipline when we feel like it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or if we don't feel like it, we have some guilt. Yeah. But I think there's something to what the what you talk about in this book is that like, no, we we suffer in a sense mm-hmm. in jumping into scripture reading when we're tired. Yeah. But then there's a joy that's produced, a dependence that's de- produced out of that, which yeah. is such a key concept, right? It is. It is. And it's totally true because it's like, you know, that first time you go to like to the gym, if you haven't mm-hmm. been in months and it's, it's off, it's awful. Yeah. You don't like getting up. Uh-huh. You don't want to get dressed. You don't want to drive. You don't mm-hmm. want to do the work. The work's hard. You're sore afterwards, like all that. But like once you've done it for a few weeks, even you're just like, oh, this is, yes. I'm like, I can notice a difference. Yeah. Like I'm starting to feel stronger. I, I kind of want to go yeah. Yeah, as it's, it's kind of developing ha- good habits like mm-hmm. in life, but mm-hmm. it's, it's filled with more joy. So anyway, that's yeah. like, that's one of those concepts. Yeah. And then even the idea, and you, you make this really clear that we don't celebrate suffering. There's room for grief. Absolutely. But even you mentioned your buddy Temo who passed away of cancer and yeah. a few other situations where you did experience some deep joy and in mm-hmm. the midst of some really deep suffering. Yeah. Um, yet how have you seen that play out and <laughs> why'd you, why'd you even I know how can you write with that, with that such authentic, with such truth in that? Yeah. I mean, I, there's this like my own personal experience with it. And then I remember sitting with a family who I talk about in this book where, when a young man was dying was in his hospital bed and, and sometimes as pastors, we get invited into these like gnarly. really sacred, yep. gnarly moments yep. yeah, where you are sitting with people in there in a very private moment, mm-hmm. you know, when, when like a loved one is dying mm-hmm. and, and you're sitting with them. And I remember the grandma just saying, this is the day the Lord has made. Mm. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And I was like, Whoa, I don't know, dude. That's like, <laughs> is that okay? Can you yeah. say that right now? Yeah. And what was cool was it was like, I think even the the young man was like, that was his mindset yes. too of like, no, like God is always to be praised. Like mm. we rejoice in all things yeah. and God did make this day. And it was this wild sense of mm. both a combination of perspective of eyes fixed on Jesus. Mm. And um, it just was, it was kind of like really moving and beautiful and kind of just messed me up and had made me yeah. have to think about that. Like, yeah, I remember just like, I have to think about that. Is that okay? Like, I don't think I would say that right now, yeah. <laughs> you know, genuinely. Yeah. Um, but then at the same time, and, and what's interesting about it is like 
And yet all those people in that room were weeping and grieving, right? It wasn't like, oh, yay. You know, they're not, yeah. they're not flippant or something about it. And that was, you know, when my, when my friend Timo died, he died of colon cancer and he just, it was too fast and he was too young. And he had little kids, amazing, beautiful wife. And it's just like, ugh, this is, this is not okay. Yeah. But we, but we celebrated him mm-hmm. hard and we grieved hard mm-hmm. and my those things aren't mutually exclusive yeah, right? yeah yeah like we and that's why I, even i call that chapter i which i kind of even wanted to call the book laughter at funerals huh. um there was a time that actually trevor talked me out of it but <laughs> <laughs> trevor that was Wise a great counsel. editor on this book yeah, yeah yeah i wanted to call it laughter at funerals but then he was like maybe it's a good chapter title <laughs> and i was like okay okay fine but to me that was like something to explore was mm. laughter at funerals and i think that's what i kind of mean by the joy of the Lord is my strength because like we have this joy. It, it, I guarantee you most funerals you go to other, other than there's some that are just like so suddenly tragic or have right. such horrible circumstances, Yeah, but most like full life kind of funerals, you mm-hmm. know, you are, everyone's sad. Like there's no, we're not taken away from that mm-hmm. at all, but you're, what you're doing at those is you're sharing stories yeah. and everyone's laughing. Yeah. And I think often I laugh at funerals more than I cry. Yeah. And especially if it wasn't like, I'm not like my mom's funeral or something, you know, not sure. like something like that. Like yeah. I was crying. You remember I was like destroyed. Yeah. And, yeah. but like, I also laughed like a lot, right. even at, even at that one, because you're just remembering these beautiful moments mm-hmm. and your heart's actually really like full. And, mm-hmm. and again, this, that was a lot of times these are like people who've lived a long full life, mm-hmm. but, but even Timo who was, you know, I'm my, it's like early forties and that's not like, that's not a long, long full no. life, but we were celebrating him and laughing and telling stories and talking about his funny mustache he had when yeah. he was 12 and like, <laughs> you know, and everybody just like loving that yeah. and, and enjoying that together and, and realizing like, Oh wow. Okay. Like it was the laughter that I needed yep. as much as the, the tears. That's good. Yeah. So anyway, so guilt leads to joy, yep. suffering leads to joy yep. and passion leads to joy. Yeah. And the idea that God takes things that we're passionate about and even brings joy out of that. And of course, <laughs> of course, I was waiting for it. I didn't know for sure it was in the book. <laughs> I did know for sure my name was not in the book because I was previewed on that. But you too does make an appearance. <laughs> the crowd just couldn't yes, help but we haven't used any of our buttons yet so far in this season but uh but you two does make an yes. appearance you slip in that you went to five shows and five nights at the forum all right <laughs> but uh but talk to us about joy and passion yeah man i just think like when you have these things that that you love like go for it yeah, yeah i think you can just and then just express your joy and feel your joy and like go all out. Cause I think joy, yeah, joy is passionate. And even like from that verse, like from the Nehemiah eight, I think when they're just like eat the fat, drink the sweet, you know, share it with people, the prodigal son story, like there's music, there's dancing. It's like, we're going for it. Yeah. Right. Like it's not just a, a little bit of a, um, you know, it's not Toe just a tapper. Yeah. It's not a, toe, yeah. Don't just, you know, oh, don't go to Del Taco and, you know, <laughs> get a couple tacos. Like, right. no, do something, do something good. I mean, I love Del Taco, but mm-hmm. that's not, that's not the way you go celebrate, mm-hmm. right? You mm-hmm. go, you go and you get the the fatty steak and you yeah. enjoy like whatever it, drink it is you enjoy in this, in this context of this verse, it's a glass of, of, of sweet wine. Mm-hmm. If that's just a, an awesome root beer mm-hmm. or a Shirley Temple, whatever it is for right. you, it's great. But like, the idea is like, go for it. Like yeah. be passionate the about posture. it. Yeah. 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 And so, yeah, I love the things I love to do. I'm going to go all out. And mm-hmm. so you get like, you get pumped up. And mm-hmm. I think that's, that's kind of where like the, the word of like evangelism is like, yeah. you know, you think of like this, like sharing this good news, but like when you're an evangelist for oh, yeah. something, you, you tell about things that you care yeah, about. Yeah, you mentioned the taco place you found yeah. and you're like telling everybody like, there's this taco place. And, yeah. Which is, where was that? You didn't mention it. Oh, I know. What was funny is that story. It's funny. 
it's funny because that story was about this tacos al vapor. Uh-huh. I don't even remember like Dale Trujillo took me to that place like back <laughs> I think like he a long took time me as ago. Well, yeah. yeah, and I was like stoked. I was fired up on this place. <laughs> I even like talked about it in a sermon. It was like yeah. so good. And then I kind of like that one specifically. I kind of like burnt, I, like burnt the fire too hot, and then it died. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, that's great. Uh, but uh, but you know yeah that kind of stuff. Like I'm always yeah. talking about you too. I'm always bugging you about Formula One. Like I right. want you to watch. Right. I want you to watch car racing because car racing is awesome. You're gonna love it. <laughs> just watch Drive to Survive. All Everybody, right. just do it. Just watch Drive to Survive. Yeah, and then uh, and then we can watch Formula One together. <laughs> but no, you get yeah, you just and that's silly stuff, right? But then it should hopefully then even translate into right. things that you're deeply passionate about, yeah. about the Lord, about serving others, whatever that is, or joy. Yeah. Like you know, I want to write this book because I'm right. passionate about this. Right. So and that cool. leads us to the holiday you want to. Yes. You want to really have all of us celebrate. In fact, it's funny that we talked last week on this podcast about our favorite holidays. I think it was last week. It was last week. And we didn't mention this Well, until holiday. like the very yeah, end. The very we end. Thought of it. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> tell us the God Joy holiday. All right, so the God Joy day or 810 day. So it's Nehemiah 810 is this verse, the joy of the Lord is your strength, eat the fat, drink the sweet. And so we thought, hey, let's make a day of this where you do that you take a day where we're going to remember eat the fat drink the sweet share with those who have nothing prepared and then um just remember that the joy of the lord has strengthened us and so i've tried to do this thing where and we call it like 8 10 day all right so 8 10 day we could call it god joy day i'm like still working shopping this a little bit i, I talk <laughs> about the book though we call it 8 10 day and 8 10 august 10th and we've determined you can also do october 8th <laughs> right. That as qualifies. you as you have told me before, but yeah, <laughs> that you. in the NLT it actually says this whole thing happened yes. on October eighth, back yes. in four forty five BC. Um, but you do that. Eat some good fatty food, drink mm-hmm. something good, and then um, share with people, and then share some stories of like yeah. how has God like worked in your life in some way, like yeah. moved you from guilt, moved yeah. you from shame, to guilt yeah, to conviction yeah. to cleansing. Or- yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Celebrate that forgiveness that you found. Celebrate maybe the strength that you've gained through the suffering yeah. that you've gained in one another, because that's the thing. Like we'll talk about more, and they'll read more. Is, the, the strength and suffering is really found in one another mm-hmm. because we all have the very presence of God dwelling within mm-hmm. us now. And so we need to find that with one another. Mm-hmm. So we need each other deeply. And so part of that is even saying like, you have people over and like, you are people that like I find strength in, mm-hmm. you know, because you have the presence of God dwelling within you. Mm-hmm. And so that's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, so eight, 10 day. So get together, yes. you could just like, so I've got some like tips in the book, even, you right. know, like ways you could do it, but yeah. it's like, yeah, you could, I've done brisket. I've done, um, I've done like a pulled pork kind of mm-hmm. thing, like a Carolina pulled pork. Uh, I did ribs. Mm-hmm. You could do just like a charcuterie board, like a, a meats and cheeses board. Cause that's fatty, that, that meat, like the salami and stuff. <laughs> that's like fatty meat, you know? Oh. And so you could just, that would be easier if like you don't have it in you to cook a 10 hour brisket or something, right. you know, uh, and then enjoy that. You're on Rogowski, maybe have a piece of chocolate on eight, 10 days. He's so disciplined. Yeah, right? he is so like, disciplined. <laughs> but that's the thing. What I'm saying is even, even the Ron Rogowski's of the world, like if you are super disciplined about your food intake and all that kind of stuff, you should have moments where you're not because hmm. the Bible is even saying like, it's like indulge in these rich foods it even says like, so that's what some other translations like rich foods indulge in these things for a moment on purpose, which might seem weird. Cause it's like, we're so conditioned to think like I need to be disciplined. Mm-hmm. This is a moment to say, you know what? I'm just rejoicing. Mm-hmm. And God actually wants us to do this mm-hmm. for this moment. No, kill the fattened calf because my son was lost and now is found. Yeah. We aren't having a salad tonight. Yeah. It's almost <laughs> in a sense, it's radical generosity, right? Yes. It's, yes. it's doing something that maybe on paper doesn't make sense Yes, because you're responding to the radical generosity of your God. Yes, yeah. exactly. Mm. So like I was cooking, you know, like we've done eight, 10 day a couple times and I was like buying hundreds of dollars worth of meat and cooking it for hours and hours and hours for these people coming over. It was a labor of love and of money to say like, you guys, I want to celebrate this mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I don't know. That's like, that's the spirit. That's so the spirit. Eight, ten day. Mark yes. it on your calendar right yes. now. We'll actually, we were just talking about this today in, yeah. in another meeting, but we'll, we'll give you some little hints about that as we get closer to August 10th. Yeah. 
um, of just encouraging you. And then the part though, in the passage, Nehemiah 8.10 says, go share with those who haven't prepared. Yep. And you make a note that's not just even the, you know, those that are lowly right. that don't have anything. It's actually just if someone hasn't prepared anything. So that yeah. could be any economic, yeah. you know, realm. Yeah. But talk to us a little bit about, yeah, the idea of sharing. You mentioned um, be kind of, or setting aside some food that you guys have done. Yeah, for you Kenneth. Know, a yeah. buddy that takes food, gosh, it doesn't sound like just once a month or once a year, but like, routinely to a widow down the street from them when they make dinner. But oh, like every night. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Yeah. So tell us about the generosity portion of eat the fat, drink the wine. Yeah. Yeah. So we talk about, um, yeah, generosity. I think having a spirit of generosity is a joyful spirit. The more I've given, it's a true thing. It's like not a cliche that it's, it's better to give than to receive. Yeah. And sometimes like you're in a situation in life where you're like, I just need to yeah. And, and sometimes we <laughs> are really needy. We need it. Yeah. But um, but it is, it feels so it does fill us with joy to mm. give to others. And so it is a joy filled kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm I pretty much guarantee that that's how you felt. Like if you think out there, if anybody's listening, you know, or you're like, when you've done things like that, acts of generosity, it just it feels good. Yeah. You know, and and it's it, it does fill you up in some way and it's joyful. And so I think like this is a response. It's what we're told to do as we celebrate what God has done in us. We're to share with others. Yeah. And yeah, like I think it is just inviting whoever over for your eight ten day, mm. or it's like whenever you can and whenever you choose to celebrate that, it's like, okay, how can I either invite people into my environment or home or something or a park or whatever, mm-hmm. or how can I then take stuff to others who don't have, yeah, you know? And so maybe it's having like a, a very intentional, like what my, like what a friend of mine does is every night they definitely make enough mm. that they can make a really nice plate, like a big full plate and just take it over to this widow that that's lives crazy. Like two doors down wow. and they do it like every night. And that's awesome. So she just like always knows there's going to be like dinner yeah. for her. Yeah. And she knows it's probably like, five nights a week or something, you know, it's like, she's, she's able to survive, (laughs) but at the same time, I mean, that's like, that's helping her out and Mm. she's, and it's, it's a friend of mine. That's a really, really, really good cook. And Mm. so it's really cool what they, what they do. And yeah, my next, my next door neighbor is a widow might not be like, okay, thank you. I (laughs) am pretty covered here. Yeah, exactly. I don't need you. (laughs) I know what I'm like warming up my microwave <laughs> stuff or whatever. No, I don't. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I like cooking good food too. But like sometimes it's hard. Like it's not always something I want to share if right. I'm making a quick PB and J or sure. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but the heart to, yeah. to share. Yeah. And so then that, that was the other thing is we try to have like make a little extra or whatever and look if there is like a homeless person or something mm-hmm. that, that would need it. And it's cool to do that with like some good food. Like how cool is that? Like to do it with like some awesome like brisket and mashed potatoes and yeah. be- and baked beans or something instead right. of like, I don't know, whatever else like someone would Canned be eating from yeah. someone. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, I just made this 12 hour brisket. Here you go, right. bro. <laughs> you know? And uh, yeah. yeah. So I mentioned this guy, Kenneth, that we look for in our, in our neighborhood that's kind of around all the time and he's got some mental health issues, but I just always like. Like I, it was even just last week I saw him and I was just like at a red light and he was just cruising, kind of cruising by with his, he's got a shopping cart, you know? And I rolled down the window. I was like, what's up, Kenneth? And he's just like, looks over kind of like what? And then I'm just like, good to see you, bro. And then I like keep driving. Cause it was just time to drive. Like the light turned green. But even that was like, cool. Yeah. Cause it's, there's something different about, I don't know if like you guys have like, it's like people around that you would actually know their name, but yeah. that's what's like even cooler. It's providing some dignity. Yeah. 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 And like, that's so like on my wife, like got to know him and then I got to know him through her. Like she's the hero. Like, you know. Yeah. Um, so anyway, but that stuff's kind of cool. Yeah, that is. So God joy. So God joy. Um, well done. Thanks for getting it out to the masses. Yes. I know I've benefited from it and excited to see how God uses this not only in your life and in encouraging others, but also as people pass it along too. So you can find it here at Calvary. If you're part of our Calvary family, you can find it on Amazon. There's actually a Kindle version of this. Yeah. Kindle version. But no audio version yet. We're still working on that. Maybe we should record one right now. Do you want to go ahead and start chapter (laughs) one? Introduction. (laughs) Can you do it in a British accent? That would be... um, (laughs) 
Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So church can be so serious. Not all churches, but many of them. Trevor, can we get an edit on that? Gospel is serious business. Trevor, go ahead and just (laughs) eliminate that. But my joy to walk you through God joy. So yeah, you can find it on Amazon. You gotta type. It's like not that popular of a book yet. Let's (laughs) say. So it is a little harder to find, but it's like uh, God joy, Eric P. Wakeling. So and we do have to mention to 100 percent proceeds of this yes. go to refugee refugee ministry through global greater Europe mission. Yeah. And then also a, a local one that we partner with here. Yeah. Um, his refuge. So excited right. for the proceeds of that, whatever that comes in yep, exactly. to really benefit actual people who need to experience joy yep. from God in their lives. Yep. So the easiest way to find it all too is just go to my website, ericwakeling.me, and then it's got all the links to like find the book. To, yep. We also have the album. We have um, Joy that you can get on like Spotify or Apple yep. Music. Um, and um, that's cool. So is there like a Cliff Notes version of the book that we can like, if someone doesn't want to read the whole thing, yeah, they can yeah. just read <laughs> They could just sign up for my newsletter that I'm oh, doing. Yes. So on ericwakeling.me, you can sign up for a news week or not month. Right now it's a monthly newsletter because I don't want to fill people's spam. What's, what's that going to be about? It's all about joy stuff. The, oh, like really? joy stories and like just encouragements and cool. whatever else could be fun. So How much does it cost? If they, <laughs> it's free. Whoa. But if they do sign up for the newsletter now, uh-huh. they get sent the first chapter of God joy for oh, nice. free. Okay. So you get like a, and it's not just like a, it's like, a, it looks nice. It's all pretty. So <laughs> yeah. So if you go there to ericwickling.me, you can um, check that out. Wait, wait, that's kind of confusing. So it's godjoybook.com. Yeah. Godjoybook.com is, a, is also a website you could go to that will take you to the same place. Okay. Okay. <laughs> godjoybook.com or ericwickling.me. They all go to the same spot. Yep, okay. Yep. Okay. That's good to know. Yep. Okay. Listeners. Thank you. Yes, thank you. However, guess what, Matthew? We're going to close this chapter. Oh. And it's time to move on to mailbag. Mailbox. We got emails. I can't believe it. We got four emails this week. And they're not just from you and I back and forth? No, 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 no. (laughs) Not one is from you or myself. Wow. Yeah, which, or, and I'm not counting the ones from like, you know, like Apple podcast to update <laughs> yeah, your settings or yeah. whatever, you know, or Although from, at this point I would take that. Yeah, exactly. There were like emails, you know, from like Podbean. It's like these yeah. ser- services that we use. Right. Um, okay. So here we go. Uh, this person, Keely says, referring back to your missions podcast, I'd really like to have our missionaries on location join you to give updates Whoa. from the field year round. That's definitely possible. Yeah. That's an interesting idea, huh? Yeah. Um, so they rec- they recommended a podcast that we could check out to see how they did it. But oh, cool. yeah, we have to just like maybe do a Zoom kind of thing. Sometimes yep. it's hard because the audio is so terrible when you do that. Kind yeah, of stuff. you and I did a Zoom with um Oof, yeah. with someone in Eastern Europe, and it, yeah, it kind of glitched a little bit. We might need to involve other people than you and I in the technical aspect. I think I yeah I it was from I set maybe up the Zoom link more and... so not involve you. <laughs> No, I, mine was terrible. That is definitely I don't know, true. though, what it's like the best thing. Should I have headphones in? Should I not have headphones in? Like, what's the best way to do it? Like, I don't know. Do we need some sort of microphones? But then do you have to ship a microphone to somebody? I know, like, the super, like, bougie <laughs> podcast do that. Oh, really? Yeah, but, like... That's definitely not us. No, 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 no. no those are the podcasts, like, the people... That's their job. Oh, you know, okay, like, they're yeah. making, like, tons of money. We make our salary here, <laughs> which is fine. But, Keely, we like <laughs> this idea. Yeah, it's good. Yep. Okay, I was more excited for this one. This is from James Shook. Okay. Hey, Doan, oh. this, is, this is coming at you. Okay. Bow and arrows do take some skill. <laughs> we talked about like uh, apocalyptic kind of survival, I think. With right. Like, and, but he says, now this is, by the way, James Shook, just a little, this guy grew up in Mongolia on the uh, mission field yes. as a kid. He should know more about bow, um, bows and survival. arrows. Survival. Yes. Lived in like whatever they called yurts over there or yes. whatever. Yeah. You know, this guy's got <laughs> some street. This guy's yeah. got some street cred. Okay. So he's coming at me with the bow and arrow. Bow and arrows do take some skill. A bow made from a stick and some string is not going to get the job done. <laughs> Trust me. I took archery at Biola. <laughs> Okay, he just eliminated his credentials with that last statement. <laughs> he did put LOL after that last statement. But uh, uh, so funny. Yeah, so, yeah, you got to see, I'm telling okay. you, you got to learn. You can't just, you're not going to survive when the zombies come. 
if you just think like you can just figure it out then you have to prepare yourself no what i'm going to do is i'm just going to run to somebody who has figured it out and, oh so and you'll be like them you'll be katniss everdeen's friend i'm gonna like quote <laughs> nehemiah 810 like share with those who have not prepared <laughs> <laughs> yeah you maybe for your 810 days you should invite a lot of archers yeah a lot of preppers a lot of, <laughs> a lot of preppers over <laughs> yeah james you're number one on the list all right you james is the prepper i don't know yeah he did take he did take archery. I don't know if he is a current <laughs> owner of the gear. See, I don't have a lot of confidence in that, though, because have you ever seen an archery range at Biola? Hmm. There's probably one like down the street or something, though. <laughs> I wonder There's where. not a bowling alley at Biola, but they That's have bowling true. class at that or a golf they course. They did at one point. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Good question, James. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. Here we go. Kevin McMurtry. Okay. Awesome, Kev. Uh, still loving the podcast. Top notch every episode. 10 out of 10 would recommend, he says. Whoa, is he? Wait, did he mean to send that to this podcast? Oh, wait, no. This says, <laughs> dear, dear N.T. Wright. Dear Bible, no, pro- dear Bible <laughs> Project. Bible Project, yeah. <laughs> um, no, he says, question for the podcast. Okay. What is your favorite thing about each other? Oh. <laughs> Okay. So that was way too loud. I'll do, I'll do serious and then I'll do non-serious. Okay. okay and I've kind of already said it in, but I appreciate your authenticity that you're the same person everywhere. So if you run into you at the store or here at church or wherever, mm-hmm. you're going to see the same Eric and it's a good Eric. And I'm, I'm just thankful that it's like, mm-hmm. You're not one way in one place, one way in another oh, place. You get cranky sometimes, but well, yeah, but that's but you'll you'll be like that everywhere. <laughs> no, thank so you the for authenticity that, yeah. and that comes out in the book. It really does. It comes out. This is who I am. So yep. that's why I appreciate the the. <laughs> I would say Eric's competitiveness. Oh, okay, is so enjoyable, but <laughs> it's so fun to get under skin because you can't because you can't kid the kidder. So he can oh, so fast. He can always outwit me in any comeback but every once in a while i'll land something and it lands and i can tell and it's it just the best yes. it's the best i just did one last week i'm not gonna say what it was but it was oh. the best <laughs> i did love okay 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 i'll do mine about you all right but say I, something nice first <laughs> look at me look at me okay okay i'm trying to look up right in the eyes you're, yeah, doing like really tiger, you're doing like tiger woods like i have to you know how he like when he's putting, he does like the <laughs> yeah. eagle vision. I am, I am. I'm just trying to like. Tiger vision. Tiger it helps vision. me feel safe. Okay. Um, <laughs> I do appreciate about you, my favorite thing about you that's like serious and meaningful. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I am being serious, but this is so hard right now. Kevin, this is a good question. No, is that you genuinely, not fakely, uh-huh. genuinely care about the good of the other person more than yourself Hmm. you know in almost all circumstances again like my crankiness i'm sure you have your moments (laughs) absolutely but you care about the good of the other more than your own good that's very generous of you thank you then (laughs) uh you i also my favorite thing the thing i enjoy about you is you are way more like you you can ridicule and be mean in a funny way, like with friends, in a way that I think like all the people that think you're just like the nice stone have no idea. Like you're amazing. <laughs> I thought the whole thing that you posted about the hats, like you wanted to buy this was just in our fantasy football text thread, but he was like, I thought it was so funny. You don't wait, you- stop right there. We have this is really sad. We have a text thread with all twelve members of our fantasy football team and you would think like, wow, there's probably enough content for one text a week. No, it's <laughs> texts are constantly hundreds. flying. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but keep going. Yeah. But yeah, it was just like out of the blue from nowhere. It was just like, we got to get these hats that said no wake zone. <laughs> and because like a lot of people, if, it, if you don't know, a lot of people, my last name's Wakeling. A lot of people call me wake. Like right. wake is just a common like nickname. And uh, no wake zone. It's just so funny to me for some reason. That's been popped up in my feed. It's like a promo ad. Yes. So it's like somebody knows something about my inner heart mind <laughs> you just want no wake <laughs> no more wake no wake so no, it's so funny yeah okay. we're wearing those so, this summer i do enjoy enjoy don joan is don't joan don is very 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 funny um thanks kev thanks good question yep. any more is that it you said there was four there's there is a fourth 
Yeah, uh, and it's amazing. It's okay. from Katie Hummel, and it's like super nice. Like she's just super. Katie super, Hummel. Yeah, she's super Katie. long and super nice. She listens all the time. What, Katie? You yes. live in like Northern California now. I know. Isn't it amazing? And so she said she just got hired with Samaritan's Purse. Yes, and will be deploying to Iraq in June. I've heard this. This is so so cool, Katie. Yeah, which is incredible. And so. She's just like saying it's really cool to like be able to still kind of feel connected here mm -hmm. and stuff. And yeah. so we, she, she like loves the interviews that we do with people and wants us to continue doing that, which okay. sometimes we like just mess around with each other. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. If we have a third person, Katie, sometimes we get like too serious. Like we look back, we're like, oh no, we were too serious without that stuff. But yeah. And then we, we can always add another voice. Yeah, exactly. So we appreciate that, Katie. And we are hardcore praying for you. Excited yeah, for you. Smyrna's love, purse is legit. Yeah. We'd love to keep posted about what you're doing in yep. Iraq. Maybe so. she, this will, this will put the two, the first <coughs> comment in the first email and the oh, fourth yeah. email. We should interview Katie and I Yes. Yeah. That would be amazing if we could talk to you after you've been there for like a month or something, like yeah. your first report of how things are going. That'd be right. cool. Yeah. So anyway, that's amazing. You are awesome. We appreciate you. And she said she listens on her long runs, which... I relate to and Matt doesn't. So, <laughs> well, what's a long run like running down the street? Do you know what my long run is going to be this Saturday? Okay. You're going to tell us. <laughs> yeah. It's like CrossFit guy. I'm like <laughs> CrossFit guy. <laughs> no, yeah. It's going to be 18 miles. Oh, this Saturday, 18. I did 16 last Saturday. That's insane. Yeah. Eight, just ramping up to June 12th, baby. Wow. Iron Man yeah, life. That's coming. Yeah. Yeah. So. Cool. Well, Katie, as you're running, keep running, keep running. Go, 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 go. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> yeah, we well get done. Cheer. <laughs> Wait, do the boo, 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 boo. <laughs> oh, I hope it's a... Yes. That is... one goes out. That's good. Although that feels like more like... Is that like the one I do if you say something inappropriate or something? Like... Or, I mean, I've... I'm not talking inappropriate like... <laughs> like, you don't do that. Matt doesn't do that, and neither do I. Um, uh... I mean, we all, like, have slip-ups probably here and there, but... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Is that too far? I've gone too far. So we have the, we have this new board that we've just gotten this season, and uh, we used it the first episode, and we've never used it since. We kind of no, forgot no, about a couple it times. until I, right now. It's pretty bad. I should never use it again. I enjoyed it. Okay. All right. <laughs> anything else? Anything else? I think that's it. I think okay. we're good. I mean, we've got. We're excited for you guys to be part of the Godjoy series on yeah, Sunday. Next five Sundays. You don't have to buy a book to be part of it, <laughs> right. um, but uh, we'd love for you to buy a book uh, and the worship album. It just all goes to help refugees in Europe. So yep, and that's heading through the end of May. So we'll be in this for a little bit. That's right. So it's awesome. Thanks so much to you, Matthew, and thanks well so much done. to you for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. Thanks again for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. If you'd like to share any of your thoughts, please reach out to us at podcast at calvarylife.org. You can find out more about the show on Instagram at Calvary Life or on our website at calvarylife.org slash podcast.